the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey folks, Philip Naiman. Welcome to Firing Line Radio Show. You can check out uh, our entire show on FiringLineRadio.com or at Facebook, Firing Line Radio Show. If you are on Facebook, I, I have to ask you to go to Firing Line Radio Show and join the group. This is very important. Uh, the algorithms that Facebook has put out uh, pretty much are running against Second Amendment groups, and we happen to be a Second Amendment group. So if you go to our Facebook page at Firing Line Radio Show, click Join Group. It's in the picture right on the front. It's very, very simple. Then you will see all of our postings, all of our video content, everything that we're doing. You'll automatically see it as opposed to seeing one every six or seven months. So it's important that we get involved, especially as we wrap it up in here to our primary election. So that's very important here. Again, Firing Line Radio Show on Facebook, or check us out on our email or our website, excuse me, firinglineradio.com. Joining me this week, I have Sheriff Stan Sniff. Sheriff, how are you doing today? Doing good. You are the uh, Riverside County Sheriff. How many years have you been Sheriff now? Oh my gosh, it's now been a, a decade. I came on board in uh, the fall of 2007 as an appointment and then stood election in 2010 and 2014. Uh, and you're going again. Yep, right through the bloodbath again. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him off air. I said, why do you want this job? Yeah, that gets asked a lot, and particularly anybody in the public life these days, and particularly in law enforcement in a very challenging state. It, and really, even the national debate during the Obama administration, it was pretty tough for all law enforcement officers. But it seems to be a, especially challenging these days in California. It is in California. But one of the good things about being in Riverside County and the sheriff of Riverside County is, as you know, that uh, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, right? Coming up here. Right. Rahagis. You can have the Rahagis Shooting <laughs> Sports Fair. It's the only hands-on gun show in the West. That's Rahagis Shooting Enterprises in Corona. And as you can imagine it, they've got it. At the 2018 Shooting and Hunting Sports Fair, rifles, pistols, shotguns, air guns, and exotics. Check this out, Stan. From 308 to 50 caliber. World War II, modern guns, all semi-autos, even a belt-fed 9mm rifle. Hmm. <laughs> You'd have to work for the government to be able to afford the ammunition for that one. That's good. <laughs> a belt-fed nine. That's not bad. Try it out the latest from Colt, Ruger, Beretta, Sig Sauer, Benelli, Smith & Wesson, and a lot more. See it? 
shoot it, buy it. Again, that's going to be June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. They're going to have a hunting and retriever dog show, Moss Brothers Auto Group Outdoor Vehicles. The kids are going to love the wildlife exhibits, catch and release fish pond. So 2018 Shooting and Hunting Sports Fair, June 1st, 2nd, 3rd at Rahaga's Shooting Enterprises in Corona. You need to go to the website, get the map on how to get there. Tickets are just $15. Kids 14 and under are free. And come out and exercise your Second Amendment rights. It's a lot of fun. We didn't get to have this last year, right. unfortunately. But uh, they're putting it together this year. It's going to be great. Info at 951-735-7981. That's 951-735-7981. 951-735-7981. Great group of folks. And, in fact, you'll see me out there, too, periodically. That's going to be awesome. So, so yeah, if you want to meet Sheriff Sniff, uh, if you're concerned, geez, is he a Second Amendment sheriff or not, <laughs> well, he's going to be spending a warm weekend in June the last weekend before the election, uh, out there at Rahagi's meeting people and, and shooting, too. Right. Well, they've been good friends of mine for many, many years, and I've shot a lot in the SAS competition, the cowboy action shooting world. And uh, one of my home clubs is out there at Rahagi's in addition to up in uh, DeVore and San Bernardino County. Yeah, and so single action SAS, single action shooting society. Right. So the old the old West cowboy stuff. Yep, you got to dress the part, and you wear a pair of six shooters, single action uh, six shooters, and uh, – lever gun from made prior to 1900 and uh and a shotgun and it's a lot of fun it's kind of like modern three gun except uh it, you're a little bit handicapped by the old style weapons on that but it's like being a kid again that's awesome we we uh we just had some gentlemen in here uh from the Sh- fast draw shooting society now his name was patchum quick mm-hmm. all right single action shooting society also has code names and yours would happen to be well, you're not going to believe this, and it was uh, occurred long before I took office. But my uh, my uh, nickname is Sheriff Sniff. There was a lot of uh, marshals and sheriffs out there. I picked it. I was not a sheriff at the time, but it just magically occurred to me in real life as well in 2007. So, if, what do you know about that? If you name it, it will come. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. So, Sheriff Sniff out there, um, and uh, your pistols are. The ones I shoot in competition yeah. are the ones that I like. The, the ones you shoot in competition here. Well, the best gun for anybody that's getting interested in SAS, and I, I get asked that an awful lot, are the Ruger Vaqueros. And get them in stainless steel, and uh, and they'll be – because they get shot and beat up an awful lot. But they're built like tanks. They I, are. I, I love Colt single actions, but they were not designed with the – A little too finicky. Of, yeah, a little bit too finicky, and they break a lot of parts. Beautiful guns. They work really smooth, but the – Ruger Vaquero is really the, the main form of uh, it's those the pistols. It's the workhorse. And then the, <clears throat> the rifles are, are usually the uh, Uberti copy of the 1873 uh, Winchester that won the West. Uh, great gun, not a real strong design, but, boy, you could just put a lot of rounds down range. Very heavy gun, a real, little recoil. But you're shooting a forty five long Colt or something out of it. Not a, Well, most not people a in competition, you learn that firing uh, big chunks of lead costs you a lot of money, and you don't get any extra points for ringing the steel. And so most people, uh, probably, I would say, 95% of the shooters these days uh, shoot 38 or 357 Magnum, including in the rifle. So you use one cartridge for both the two pistols and the lever-action rifle. So you didn't have to have a cartridge that was invented before 1900? Well, no. And that one's the one exemption any more than the Ruger pistol was created after 1900 okay. as well. But All it's right. a single action. It meets the rules. The shotguns are typically a side-by-side like a Stoger uh, 12-gauge. And you fire a pretty light bird shot. Basically, it's steel targets. 
but many people prefer the uh, copies or real ones of the 1897 Winchester uh, pump. Pump gun, yeah. Yeah, and that's a very fast, uh, very fast shotgun. It's got a lot of moving parts. It's prone to breakage, unfortunately. But it's from the heyday of our technology at the turn of the century when we made beautiful weapons crafted of steel and so on. But they had a lot of moving parts that are subject to breakage. So Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. It's one you can actually hold the trigger back and keep pumping. Yeah, it's called slam fire, and yeah. it works really good. Hold it back and just <laughs> rack it, and it fires as soon as you rack the next round in. Yeah, so that that's a great shotgun. But you do have to watch the back of your hand. Don't let your hand creep up. It will... Uh yeah, it's got an external hammer, and the, the little reciprocating bolt comes right back out there and will pinch you a little bit. If your, so. your hand slides up, it will remind you you're not gripping tight enough. But it's amazing that most of the folks that get really practiced in that sport can pick up uh, four uh, 12-gauge shells in uh, the one hand, and they're racking and firing that that shotgun and single-loading it each time. Because the maximum you can do under the rules is put two, two. rounds in the shotgun, and that's to keep it close to the side-by-side shotguns on it. But most of them will have a fistful of shot shells, which is quite an art to do that without fumbling and dropping them and just smoothly load them in. They can really fire that shotgun and the rifle. Um, some of the rifles that, that, that uh, I shoot in competition, they're so smooth, you can cycle the lever with your little finger, and you can put 10 casings in the air before the first one hits the ground. Really, really fast shooting. It's uh, like gallery shooting. Yeah, I've seen some of these guys, actually some of the better people uh, shooting that lever action, and it's... It's faster than most people could shoot a semi-auto. Oh, absolutely. And my SWAT guys uh, a few years ago came out and were watching part of it, and they were utterly blown away because they're used to auto loaders, probably primarily 1911s, but and the other specialized SWAT weapons they carry, and they were blown away about how fast those single-action shooting society shooters in competition can fire, particularly the high-end national champions and so on. Unbelievable. Yeah, well... That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's an art form. I mean, you know, when you find these guys that are that are extremely good, like um, we've had Jason Mayashiro, he's an IDPA champion out here. He's been on the show. Um, I, I watch his Instagram feed. He's always practicing. He's in his backyard, dry firing, airsoft. You know, he's he's doing his drills every weekend. If he's not competing, yeah. he's out there at the range, and it's that dedication that gets the guys to that level. Yeah, and it's really becomes a timing issue, kind of like uh, anything else where you're looking at efficiency and uh, and effectiveness and, and doing concurrent motions. And the whole idea is to do it as quickly as you can with concurrent uh, motions that are overlapping where there's no wasted effort or time. And that's it's usually scored in milliseconds, and that's the only way you could shape it. It's really a time uh, efficiency uh, mechanism on that. And so anything that you can do to cut off a millisecond here or there, and that's why timers are used in practice. But that gun transition changing because you're firing two pistols, a rifle, and a shotgun, it's really about gun transitions. If you can do it smoothly, then you'll get faster and faster. So. It's a, you know, one of the interesting things I think is you can tell somebody's passions. Now, you know, we're here to talk about Riverside County, talk about <laughs> everything else. But uh, if you don't know Stan Sniff, he's actually, he is a Second Amendment sheriff. He likes, he likes firearms. He spends his weekends out there uh, as dressed up as Sheriff Sniff. You spend your weekdays. Oh, West Sheriff Sniff. As, yeah. <laughs> You know, no cowboy hat uh, Monday through Friday. But anyway, this is a guy who actually cares about the Second Amendment and does it. I saw him, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, we just shot a few weeks ago together. out shooting trap for charity. Yeah, so that was a building industry association's trap, um, trap shoot. So this is a guy who's out there. He's doing it. It's not just for show. He's an awesome person. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what's going on in Riverside County, um, CCWs, law enforcement, everything else that we're dealing with. We'll be right back after this. 
A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. That's right, folks. Welcome back to Boomstick Radio. This is Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com. Check us out at our Facebook group. Go to Firing Line Radio Show on Facebook, click the group, I will add you if you're a good person, and then you can get all the good stuff like my giveaways. Matter of fact, Stan, I don't know if you knew this, I'm speaking with Stan Sniff here, the uh, Riverside County Sheriff, also known as Sheriff Sniff and SAA, <laughs> single action. S-A-S-S. Yeah, those guys. Um, you know, it wouldn't be a show if I don't mumble two or three things incorrectly every segment. That's Isn't that right. right, Dan? It's early in the morning for you. I, Two or three, that's good. Every segment, I said. <laughs> <laughs> One more reason to know this is not Siri. Um, <clears throat> so, so one of the things that, you know, and you actually hang out here quite a bit. You know Vince Torres? Oh, very well. Vince Torres. Bullseye. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, Things that are afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vincenzo Torolini, the Cuban-Italian stallion, at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. But Bullseye Sport in Riverside is where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. After you purchase that firearm, Vince and I 
and I'm sure the sheriff, highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, attitudes essential to the safe, efficient use of your firearms. So for more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, or visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes, because at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first, 951-823-0211. They are great people absolutely vince is so supportive of the second amendment community he's he is one of the few gun store owners who's even at the nra monthly meetings that's right he is and he's there every month and he's at a lot of shooting events too yep and and if he's not out shooting he's out promoting it so he's an awesome person yep and he supports the law enforcement community quite a bit i know our canine handlers you do an annual competition he donates firearms to them uh, so they can end up raffling off. He's just a great all-round guy. And there are many of the gun, the gun community that we frequent, and that's important for us these days to support those stores and <clears throat> some of the others that are great friends of ours in the Second Amendment. Yeah, thank you for that. So we just that was a Sheriff Stan Sniff, and he's our current sheriff. You're running for re-election on this. We just talked about kind of your passions, which is the Single Action Shooting Society. Um you are a Second Amendment shooter. You don't just play one on TV, which is nice. But as the county sheriff, you are the CEO of a multi-hundred million dollar organization that is responsible for delivering safety or protection, or at least capturing bad guys after the fact, uh, for the 2.4 million people. Has it 2.4? Yeah, the population of Riverside County is the 10th most populous in in the United States at uh, 2.4 million today. 2.4 million. A little bit bigger than San Bernardino County or Naval to the North in population, although San Bernardino is bigger than us in landmass by about three times. And you guys run basically from the edge of Corona, west of Corona, to the Colorado River. Correct. And you control that entire... Yeah. Law enforcement area. It's about the size of the state in New Jersey, and, and we oversee as, as sheriffs in California by law, not only a massive patrol operation, but a county jail si- a system that serves every law enforcement agency in the county. And I also uh, have the responsibility to secure all the courtrooms and provide bailiff services and civil service. And then I'm also the coroner public administrator. So four moving parts and that make it pretty complex, especially when it's spread out over something the size of the state of New Jersey. But at least you're not in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> Although sometimes we hit our head head thinking about what we're doing here in California. It's been a tough one for guns in California, just like it's been very tough on law enforcement here with the criminal justice ch- changes that we've had. So let's talk about some of the things that have happened in the county. Now, obviously, we're going to talk about CCWs. I'm going to keep teasing that so people will listen to the next couple of segments here. <laughs> we're going to hold on to that one. But... You are running a department, as I said. It covers from Corona to the to the to the river, from San Diego County north to San Bernardino Mountains. So you cover this particular area, and the budget, the money that you have to operate is given to you through the county supervisors. Right by law, the the, the county supervisors are really very different from probably our police departments from the political impact, but. They are not allowed to interfere in the legal operations of the sheriff or DA by law. We take direction from the attorney general. That's who directly supervises us. But as you alluded to, I really work for all the citizens, all 2.4 million. That's who I answer to. They're my bosses. A lot of people think that we work for the board. Uh, We don't work for the board. We work with the board of supervisors. But I am entirely dependent 
uh, like I come each year with a tin cup for them to end up funding us to the to the needs that we have. So part of my job is to articulate on behalf of the public to the board as they make their deliberations. But once they make their decision, that is their uh, legal prerogative, uh, representing the taxpayers to determine where the priorities of spending are. So I'm entirely dependent on them to fund what we need to do. And so last year, was it last year they cut your <clears throat> budget by $40 million? Right. The county has been in a fiscal freefall here for the uh, uh, last few years. It's been a tough uh, tough time for all uh, public safety departments. That's sheriff, DA, well, probation. Yeah, yes and no. Okay, and here's what I want to point out, folks, is that the county's revenues have not been depleted. Right. They've rebounded back to where they were even before the recession. Yet they've chosen, the existing county supervisors have chosen to spend the money where they choose to. It's their discretion. Correct. So among the district attorneys, which are very important. Um, probation is also the probation, important. Well, I, I just think keep them in jail so we could delete the entire probation department. Well, I wish I could, but our jail is a little <laughs> bit too small. <laughs> you know, I, there's a lot of desert I could help you uh, fence. So, you know, that, those are my, that's my dream world. Bad guys always stay away. Um, but they decide how much money goes to the DAs, how much goes to probation, how much goes to the jails, how much goes to the sheriff's department. And they've chosen to spend their money in other areas. They've, you know, done parks or social service, whatever they've done. They have the money. They have not put it into your department. And what has that caused? Well, we've not only have they not put it in, but they've gutted us uh, financially here for the last couple of years. $40 million, as you start to indicate, was the cut that we had last year? How many how many deputies could forty million fund? A lot. Yeah, <laughs> believe me. And More I made, than a bus. I bus. made forty million worth of uh, staff, and that's not just deputies, but that's deputies and correctional deputies and civilians go away to meet that reduced budget target because I can't end up ending the year. I can start with red ink at the beginning of the year, but I cannot end. I have to rebalance and climb back into the black. And they gave, at that point, there was $40 million decided to go to outside consultants to tell them how to find efficiencies. So <clears throat> it's all, all budgets are a matter of priorities. I hope you guys hear this. The county supervisors, they pulled $40 million out of public safety, well, from other areas, but public safety included, and paid about $40-plus million, to, million to an agency to tell them how to save money. Yeah, an outside agency, not even their own government entity that uh, they that should be have telling a lot of high powered experts on yeah. that. So that was forty million last year, and then what thirty million this year? Yeah, that's forty million cut last year just out of the sheriff's budget alone, and then I started out with a fifty million dollar cut this year that's now ending at the start, and uh, I pushed back a little bit and argued that the impact would be really draconian to our stations and jails. And so the board graciously forgave $18 million of that cut, but I was still in red ink at the start of this year, $32 million. $32 million. So that's only $72 million that they've taken out of your department. Sooner or later, it becomes serious money. Yeah, um, well, we're looking at cuts again next year. And so, can we well, get it to a hundred? I think there's slackers. I think that's what they're after. <laughs> but the but the reality is that uh, that loss of funding has cost us to rapidly downsize some fourteen percent of our end strength. So I I, I have those positions. On, I don't have the money to fill those positions. End strength is on the street personnel. That's on the street, running our jails, manning our courts, and dealing sworn with sworn officers. officers, sworn correctional and civilian. All my entire workforce. It really takes a team of all those. To keep it afloat, that's like it takes dispatchers, you know, not just deputies on the street alone, takes detectives, takes some of the clerical people. 
it's really like a, like the military. It's a team of teams. So in the time when revenues rebounded from 2009-2010 lows, all the way back up, because if you look at the building that's going on, you know the city and the county are raking in the fees like crazy. <laughs> they have chosen to spend their $72 million elsewhere. Not yes. in protecting the citizens of the county of Riverside. Well, I, the way I would word it is they're spending on other priorities, the board majority. And you've got to remember our board of supervisors is is split these days. It's not uh, unanimous. But uh, the board majority right now is choosing, uh, and that's their decision. And they infinitely uh, uh, make those decisions over and over, but they have decided to spend in other areas. Really a microcosm of what we see at the national level when it's be, uh, talking about uh, national defense – you know, periodically, uh, entitlement programs become more important, and they gut national defense. And of course, we pay a dear price when that occurs. And we're going to talk about how that affects you and your Second Amendment rights when we come back right after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of the Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, Mulan Lave Saturday. Philip Naiman here with Sheriff Stan Sniff. We're talking about Riverside County. Those of you in San Bernardino County, hey, you're blessed with John McMahon. He's doing a great Good job for you up there. Keep voting for John McMahon. Um, He's unopposed. He shouldn't. <laughs> well, I would say that our He's a great San Bernardino guy. County Sheriff and our Riverside County Sheriff should be unopposed, okay? You want to run for I sheriff, agree. why don't you run in L.A. County? Help Bob Lindsay <laughs> out. Um, you know, free L.A. County. They have no CCWs, no Second Amendment rights out there. Help free San Diego County, right? So if you're a guy who says that you're going to hand out uh, CCWs like a Pez dispenser, why don't you go run in those counties and help them out because they need you. We have it covered over here. Uh, Sheriff Stan Sniff, we're talking about some of the things that we're dealing with in Riverside County. The Board of Supervisors decides how to spend the money. They've cut you back $72 million and growing. So far, and more next year, I think. So, you know, obviously that's 14% less sworn personnel on the streets, in the jails, in the offices, processing, persecuting crime, right? At the same time... California has been invaded with what are we refer to as free-range felons. Some people consider them homeless. They're not. These are early-release felons that Jerry Brown has put on our streets, Forty to 50,000 felons early-release that are now running around doing heroin and property crimes and uh, holding up a sign, you know, we'll shoot heroin for fruit or something. I don't know. Well, the California criminal justice system, as I mentioned earlier, has been turned on its head. 
and we're, we're living in an era now where there's not a lot of accountability or deterrent effect in our criminal justice system. And as you know, it started in 2011 with realignment, yeah. uh, where we made jails now becoming uh, many prisons, and, and then 47 and Prop 57, and we've downgraded things that used to be felonies down to misdemeanors. Uh, we've a- encouraged early parole to get people back out of the prison system so they didn't serve their full sentences. <clears throat> it's all uh, it, Part of that's driven by money. But it's really been a, a sea change. It's in, an ideology. It is. And, and it's not holding people accountable and well, they believe, not being responsible and blaming their grandparents. Yeah, and, the progressives. The progressives that are in charge, Jerry Brown, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, the Kevin DeLeon's, the Gavin Newsom's, all right? These people believe that holding somebody accountable for their individual actions is racist. Right. That that jails are racist because if you killed somebody and you have to do the time, that's racism. Right. It drives me up the wall because it's not. Um, it's an action and a reaction or a cause and, and an effect. And, and we have to have our laws enforced evenly across the books. Well, I think most of us see it as, uh, and I've been in, in law enforcement now for four decades, and we've watched California change from either being too tough and the legislature not getting an adequate prison capacity, which got this state into trouble, to be in like it is now too easy. And I think for most of us, we know there's not enough money on the planet to feed all the prisons and jails, but we got to get a heck of a lot better than we are in Riverside County. And really, that so-called sweet spot between those two extremes, that's really what would steer California to a better path. You can't throw everybody in jail, but the yeah, ones that yeah, we end can. up sending that need to be separated from us, we should be able to keep them separated from the rest of society so they don't keep preying on us. Yes. So we had a guy in in Redlands, okay? This was, I don't know, six, eight months ago or so. He got stabbed behind the Salvation Army. I've probably told this story on, on air before. All right? He's dead. He was a bad guy. At the time of his death, he had 72 open court cases. Mm-hmm. Now you go, Yeah. That should blow somebody's mind because I want to know who the judge is, who the 11th time this guy showed up. He says, ah, you're a good bet. Go back out on the street. The 17th time, the 23rd time, the 36th time, the 44th time, the 59th time this guy shows up in front of a judge. They're saying, uh-huh. you, we should put you back out on the street. You're not a problem. And, and so 72 times this guy was caught. And as you know, he didn't only commit 72 crimes. Right. There was probably that's just the ones they they caught him. They on. caught him on. So there was hundreds of crimes that this one right. person committed, which means that there are hundreds of victims whose lives he materially changed because this Cretan. No offense to Cretans, but this I, I have I have limited words to explain who these people really are here. My producer's here with a snuff button if I explain exactly <laughs> what they are. But um, this bucket of human excrement is out there causing all of these victims and materially changing their lives through his actions, and he's allowed to run rampant. And that is what drives me up the absolute wall, is there's no accountability. Crime is free in California because of Jerry Brown, Gavin Newsom, uh, Villaraigosa, uh, uh, Becerra, okay? Our attorney general is more worried about Donald Trump than enforcing the laws here in the state of California. Well, that's one piece of it, and that certainly overlaps all of California as far as uh, the criminal justice system. But I'll drive home another point, too, that's strikingly different for our own county in Riverside. Riverside has uh, grew uh, very quickly. Uh, when I first came to the sheriff's office in 79, it was about 600,000 population. We're now, as we said, 2.4 million. So we've had tremendous growth here in the Inland Empire. 
What's different between San Bernardino and Riverside is San Bernardino has kept up with their jail capacity with their growth. Riverside, and we're the worst jail system right now anywhere in California, has not. We're about one half the capacity of San Bernardino, even though we're more populous. Is there anything in the city of Blythe that could help that? Well, we have a small jail there, but what's going to help it is a much bigger jail that is being built out in Indio, Indio. that needs, but has not had any money applied to, to, to do the staffing for this gigantic new jail that we desperately needed years ago. Our jail system in Riverside County has been so small for so long, we're under a, a permanent federal court order that directs whoever the sheriff is, going all the way back to Coyce Bird, to when it meets capacity and it goes past that, to put people back out in the street. So within the context of the California challenges we talked about, Riverside County is super challenged right now because, again, the priority of spending has not been to keep up with adequate jail capacity. This, this jail in Indio has been built. Yeah, it's going to be it's under construction. It'll be completed this fall. So it'll be completed and 341 million. And this county has not allocated anybody to work in it. That's correct. We have not of any of the 406 positions that I need to be added, not decreasing staff, but added to my staff, that has not occurred yet. I'm comfortable that something will happen soon. But we're really behind the power curve when it's going to be open in less than six months. And June is the budget year for next year, right? Correct. Yeah. So think about this, folks. You in Riverside County, call your county supervisor. Russ Bogue, I think, is a pretty good guy. He can yep. probably get a good ear from him. But these other people, they need to they need to change their spending priorities. Hey, we found a place for these free-range felons. <laughs> it's not at Fairmont Park, okay? It's at this new, beautiful... Um, state-of-the-art facility in Indio. Because why? Because you're a heroin addict and you should be in jail. You shouldn't be stealing laptops out of people's cars all day long. Sorry. Well, well the, sheriff, the sheriff in our county, who regardless of who it's been over the last uh, couple of decades on that, should not be in a position to be playing Solomon. And unfortunately, that's where we've been in, uh, targeted by the feds in the federal courts. And that, that federal court order is very strict. When you exceed your rated state bed capacity, which our jail system is pretty darn small, then the sheriff has to put people out in the street or be dragged in the federal court. And, the, and, of course, then the taxpayer dollars soar through the roof for not complying with that court order. So we've got to do a lot better. Will it ever be perfect? No. But we got to get a heck of a lot better in Riverside County on our jail capacity. And that means making the spending priorities to the county supervisors. On public safety. Yeah. More on public safety. Obviously, you can't take it all. But we have to have a higher priority than we've had over the last few years. And that's been my argument back and forth with the county. Yes, I know. These people who are, I don't know, I'm not sure how they get elected and what their ultimate goals are, but it certainly isn't to serve the public. I mean, I, I look at uh, some of the local races. We had a state legislator in, in uh, the Rancho Cucamonga area. His name's Mark Steinnorth absolutely hosed his constituents, waited to the last day um, for somebody to, to run, and then he backed out and changed his race and put somebody else in his race. The backroom deals should rise to the tar and feather party. I mean, seriously, these people need to be, we'll, we'll use Henry's cold roofing tar, right? So it doesn't hurt them. But they need to be tarred and feathered and run out of town because they're absolute snakes running running the public treasury for their own benefit. And it drives me up the wall that, once again, it's a wrong that is never righted. It, it just, you know, you're in law enforcement, and I know most of the guys in law enforcement, they look at this and, and they see this is right, this is wrong, and it upsets them when they see 
the guilty go unpunished when they see horrific things happen and it seems like it goes on forever. And, and it's just a, it, it is mentally unhealthy to have to watch this stuff and never see it ever get corrected. Well, you know, going back to Riverside County, all the board members are good, uh, decent human beings, but collectively, when when they make decisions, we just have to have, and, and again, all budgets are really a reflection of where the priorities are spent. There's never enough money, but they all end up, for all of us, reflecting where the priorities for those local right. communities are, and public safety has to get up back up to uh, at least close to where it once was, and uh, we can't continue down this path just grinding up parts of uh, the of not only the district attorney but the sheriff and probation departments and even the public defender to pay for some of this stuff um it's just it's a that's a dead end where that takes us all absolutely folks philip Naiman here with sheriff stan sniff we'll be right back after this if you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit you need protection beyond the weapon My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use-of-force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at firinglineradio.com and also on our Facebook page, Facebook group. By the way, I don't know if you knew this. I'm here with Sheriff Stan Sniff. Yes, we will talk about CCWs. <laughs> but when my Facebook group gets to 2,000 members, we got like, I don't know, 5,500, 5,600 on, on our regular page. But when we get it to 2,000, we're going to give away an SKB AR-15 case. It's a fantastic case. It was donated by SoCal Guided Hunts. Uh, Brian Keenan gave us that. So if you join in on the group, which is free you might actually be winning a nice AR-15 case. And uh, it's empty. You have to apply your own AR-15. But But you should have more than one anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the sheriff speaking. (laughs) Folks, I've got Stan Sniff here. Stan Sniff is a great Second Amendment supporter. He's a good county sheriff. And I want to talk about what's on everybody's minds is how come you can't give out a CCW like a Pez dispenser? Well, and number one, I don't think that's good public policy. And every every uh, gun store, and I frequent a lot of them because I've got a lot of friends that uh, are in the guns and ammunition business back and forth and stay in contact with them and shop also as well, as we mentioned earlier. But the, the issue is there are some people that should not have a concealed loaded weapon. And I get it that uh, the vast majority, I hear all the time the urban myth that you can't get it without being a jeweler or making $100,000 night deposits or something. That's all baloney. I know that when I came into office, uh, I had a view that almost any law-abiding citizen can justify it. I heard a lot of comments about uh, good cause, 
And as I think most of your listeners know, in California, the statutes require both good cause and good moral character. Uh, both of them are pretty, you know, flexible. So, as so, wait, with- so the California <clears throat> statutes don't allow may or shall issue? Well, technically they don't. But most of us uh, end up um, um, having a very wide uh, margin as well, far as what we accept well, as good cause. Let me, let me jump back into this here. Uh, so if the state of California says you aren't a shall issue and you're running around saying, if I'm sure if I'm a shall issue, what is that? I think that's a little bit silly unless you're going to end up saying you're going to give it to every Tom, Dick, and Harry, even ones that we clearly should not end up entrusting a loaded concealed firearm with. And so there are things that we know, whether they're gang members or different groups or or just because they're not uh, balanced exactly straight. That does not come back in any of the returns from the state of California. That's a judgment call we make when we apply it. But in Riverside County's case, we approve and have for many years now about 98% of the applications. Today, when I took office, it was 500. 98% of the applications. That's about as good as it gets almost anywhere without doing it. But I still reserve the right, and I do that from time to time, not just revoking, but I do it from time to time on not simply issuing. So it does have to meet that criteria in the public interest. I'm not interested in being embarrassed by somebody going upside down in the Bay Area with one of my CCWs with my name on it. There is some liability, regardless of what people generally think out there on the issuance of somebody licensed to carry a loaded, concealed handgun into the public places. But on this driving down the street or going into the market or going to sporting events, those are all critical things. And we've got a lot of interesting folks amongst us out there, as we were talking about earlier. And so, but for most citizens, there's no issue about doing it. So 98% of the people who apply are issued one. Yes. So the difference between a shall issue and a may issue in Riverside County is not much. Two two percent of the people probably shouldn't have one, right? But I think even the even the the sheriffs and I'm friends. There's only 22 of the 58 sheriffs that are actually uh, very pro gun, and uh, and that's what uh, why you saw in, in the, the Second Amendment groups that endorsed uh, a number of us. There's really very few, very few police chiefs. In fact, the state police chiefs have been uh, very anti gun for quite a while. But in our our county. Uh, we have moved from 500 permits, and we're up at 3,300. I would be even higher right now if I was, instead of losing staff, being able to gain additional staff, because uh, we would certainly ramp that up. But your listeners need to understand that there are 11 city police departments in our county that represent a million population. Those police chiefs have legal authority under the statutes to issue. They choose not to because they don't want to divert people. Uh, into uh, CCW processing. Do any of them do any CCW processing? There are four cities, and I'm aware of now, that started this last year. Uh, Marietta, uh, Hemet, Banning, and, and Beaumont. They outsourced it to a private firm, so they're charging double uh, what our rate is. We stick by what the state statutes uh, cap us at. Uh, so I, I have a loss of about $200 on every single permit that I issue. So it's not exactly a good business venture. I do it because it's good public policy. But those four cities also require a psych test, which we don't, Orange County doesn't, and neither does San Bernardino. So I'm not sure on the Second Amendment, folks, what that's all about. I'm not sure many people that are in those cities that I've issued permits to uh, are going to end up transferring over there and pay double the fees and take a psych test. But God bless A psych them. test. I'm always worried about the people who are <clears throat> interpreting interpreting the psych test results. Well, I've talked to some of the people who have gone through it, and you should <laughs> probably be <laughs> Concerned about that. So right now, uh, there is a backlog yes. 
Okay, and there has been really since we were attacked by terrorists on December 2nd, 2015, when everybody kind of woke up and said, holy smokes. And every mass shooting after that has added to the phobia out there. And so we're struggling to keep up with that demand. But as we indicated earlier in in the show, I've been cut with massive cuts where right now we're so crippled on just handling our basic calls for service when citizens call us for help. It's pretty hard for me uh, morally to turn around and look at my people and say, you're gutted down to minimum staffing, two or three people for 800 or 1,300 square miles, and I'm supposed to draw some more of you out to go and do CCWs for cities that could very well issue their own. So so if you live in the city of Corona, city of Riverside, all right, City of Redlands, well, Redlands is Brown County, sorry about that. But you live in Moreno Valley, any of these cities, you should be talking to your city councilman and your chief of police and just banging on their door because they need to take this over. This shouldn't be one department that's already got $75 million in a hole. And more to, coming. Trying to, cover, trying to cover all this. Your city <clears throat> chief of police has the ability to do this. Now, City of Redlands actually took it over. They came back to the county uh, under Mark Garcia, great guy, and they took it back from the county. And so that was a good thing. And more cities can do that, and they should be servicing their own populations. Right. And, and, it, and you probably read in the news, and many of your listeners have. Uh, as I started off with $32 million in red ink at the start of this year, but each year I balance it by not filling all the positions that I lose. And I climb back because that's my responsibility. After I argue with the board about what we need, when they hit the, the gavel hits the, the dais and they say, Stan, this is what you got, I live within our means. My job is then balance my budget. We are now balanced in the fourth quarter, and that's why the surplus funds accrue at the end of the year. I had surplus funds in the last year, and we're going to commit some of that toward uh, breaking up that backlog by hiring some temps. And, and But the unfortunate thing is you can't hire them permanently because no. July 1st. I get cut again. <laughs> and my surplus funds that I have revert back to the county. They don't come back to me. So we'll do the best we can. It's a tough time for the Sheriff's Department in Riverside right now. We're, we're certainly, for your listeners, doing the best we possibly can with the allocation of resources that we got. And uh, I make the argument every year. Sometimes that gets me in trouble politically a little bit. But it's important I advocate on the, on the public's behalf. But I have to live within my means. And I think all your listeners understand that I have to also be a manager. And when the board says, Stan, this is what you got to spend, I have to live within that limit. And the priorities have to be public safety first. Exactly. And right now, handling our basic blocking and tackling and running our jails and uh, taking care of the unincorporated area and responding to those calls from our citizens when they call for help, that's my priority. And we don't have enough staff right now to deal with that. So... On a CCW, and here's what people need to realize, it takes 30 to 60 days of investigative time on each case. That's about once a case actually starts. All together, and if the applicant does what they're supposed to on time. <laughs> yeah. So you fill out the, you check the right boxes on your application and so forth, um, and get your live scan. We've had a delays in the past. I know horrendous delays yeah. through the state of California through the live scan system. And I know Sheriff McMahon was hit with that. They're saying, why is it taking so long? Uh, Orange County Sheriff was hit with that. And the state of California was taking nine months to return a live scan. Right. It became a horror story for a while. A live scan, that automatic electronic thing, yes. kind of like the NCIS firearm purchase thing. Exactly. Yeah. Nine months. Again, it's their priorities where the state of California under a Becerra, the second worst attorney, well, third worst attorney general. We had we had Jerry Brown's attorney general, number one worst. Number two was Kamala Harris, Becerra. 
three strikes, they're out. We should just not have an attorney general in the state of California. They're terrible. Um, but they, they choose where to spend their money, and it is not in defending the Second Amendment. So, Sheriff, I'm going to let you wrap this up here. Uh, there's a big event going on the first week of June. Right. Um, besides Election Day. So people can come see you out there at Rahagi's over the weekend? Yep, I'm going to be dropping in out there. The Rahagi's have been good friends of mine for many and supporters for many, many yep. years. So all of you will see all my signs out there, and, and uh, I'll – Make an opportunity. I try to kind of frequent all over the county, but I'm going to spend a little bit of time over a couple of days out there as well. While you're there, go see Jay Gazzola, okay? He's the sausage man. He's got <laughs> unbelievable. Get the Italian sausage, put everything on it for me, and uh, have, a, have a great time. Great Americans out there. So I hope everybody comes out and joins us. All right, guys. Hey, thank you. Good luck on your election, and we'll see you uh, next year. Great. Thank you. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. <laughs> When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.